0: if you do the whole thing coming up, I would love to be a part of that actually. Okay. Um, Yeah. I love Are we ready? We are ready. Ready. Okay. Hi Kim.
1: Have a great time. See you on the other side.
2: Okay. All right. Let me hear the music.
1: Let me hear the music. Music. Oh, sorry. Here we go.
3: Ooh, we lost Kim. (laughs) He'll be back.
2: Sorry, you got
0: to everybody. <laughs> I'm so real, sorry. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another
2: episode of Between the Sheets podcast, new during COVID. I'm your host, Gayon Bruno, and you know I have a lovely bunch of hostesses and co-hosts and more importantly, they're really good friends of mine. Um, we're on the first and third Friday of every month here on the United Broadcasting Network. Don't forget to follow the Facebook page, Between the Sheets Podcast. Also follow the United Broadcasting Network Facebook page. Follow me on Instagram, QTEbrat. And UBN, United Broadcasting Network, also has an Instagram page, so please follow that. Um, there's some bubbling news going on with the network, but I can't really say it. Can I tell it, Tony, yet about the what we talked about earlier? Tony's gone okay he probably
4: <laughs> um, but
2: any of it. On, Let me go around the room we have a wonderful guest tonight um, I, I know I I just love to bring on people to this show. Some of them are famous some of them are in between and some of them have to tell a story and then with, El- with Ellie Ellie Wallace um, you get the whole package. So let me go around the room and um, introduce my crazy cohorts We have Cara Noble hello Ms.
3: Noble. how are you? i'm very well today i made mostly circles Ooh, ah, I, I that. I'm
0: that.
3: doing mosaic. if anyone
2: doesn't know cara started out as a hobby to do mosaics and she did beautiful taj mahal and some of us have been fortunate to go to her home and see this beautiful piece of art that she created um and now she's making other mosaic things and that table if you don't know it's cara noble on facebook that that table was so magnificent that Thank you me. did it's, it was. and i can't wait to see other things that come out of cracking glasses and and, yes. and
3: thrift stores my two favorite things mosaicing and thrift stores
2: well so i'll tell you right now you need to bring all the shit into your yard in some sort of confinement and have us all just go and start smashing for you.
3: I've got loads to smash if anyone wants to come smash. If you cross, oh, that's not like a good idea.
2: We are good smashers. I can, I pray yes. much to say, everyone on this call, yes, is a good smasher. Um, then all the way from the spiritual hinderland oh. we have we have cheryl murphy cheryl tell Aww. us what's going on i know i just I keep things you keep doing things on facebook tell I, us you doing. know i
5: i just got off of facebook live i did some fabulous readings uh so i'm on facebook live a lot more now than ever uh so that's where i am facebook live you know Come like my page and you'll always get notified, but I do it at least like twice a week right now. It's wonderful because so many people are on there. So I'm really building a community and it's lovely, lovely.
2: Well, thank you for your service. You're welcome. I mean, it's important during these times. So thank you Absolutely, for being so you know, yeah. balanced and um, and and just just an amazing soul. So thank you. You're welcome. And then from good to evil, we go to Durga McBroom. Only kidding. I love Durga. I love you. You know, know I heart you to the moon.
1: I know. know. (laughs) So Durga, you still here in LA. So what have you been up to, sweetheart? I have been, actually, I started um, this amazing uh, smoothie uh, shred program where you do 75% uh, leafy greens and 25% fruit of any kind. Uh, I like frozen berries a lot. Um, And you put in like a quarter to a half cup of flax or chia seeds. I do like a quarter cup of chia seeds, a squirt of flaxseed oil, and then you hydrate it however you like. I use Hint water because it tastes really good. And I put in all my like superfood powders and all that, you know, I'm taking collagen and all this other stuff. I feel amazing. In six days, I lost an inch and a half off my waist. Yeah, and uh, I'm hovering between two and three pounds down. Two weeks ago, I couldn't walk around the block without my back hurting, Mm -hmm. Uh, and like a year ago, I could do two miles in thirty minutes. So now, yesterday, I hopped up and I was like, "I'm gonna go for a walk," and boom, I I knocked out two two miles like nothing. Nice.
2: So Durga, what I'm going to request is maybe (laughs) on your Facebook page, can you Uh can you like you know maybe share with the listeners, um, your recipes? Sure. That'd be great because I I actually go through it, but you don't eat real
1: food. It's right now
2: just the smoothies and stuff
1: right Um, now. I actually am eating one meal a day just because to have just the smoothies, I know I should be doing that, but the meals that I'm eating are either all vegetables or uh, you are allowed to like have a salad really, Uh, but I have a little bit of salmon uh, or some Beyond Meat. I have not had any meat in a week um, and my body likes it. So that's working. Wonderful. Thank you. Yep.
2: And then God, we haven't seen this woman's face in months. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim, you've got a lot of catching up to do. Um, Kimberly Sanchez, why don't you, you look amazing. You look beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, I love the hair. Um, why don't you fill in people? Cause people go, where's Kim? Where's
6: Kim? So why don't Kim, why doesn't Kim tell everyone where
2: Kim is?
5: <laughs>
6: so, um, you know, I'm just, I'm still working my day job, right? But I'm also attending, I, I signed up for an in, integrative health class. So it'll last for 12 months. At the end of it, I could be a health coach. I could like do a, a lot of things with it, but I'm still um, really focused on and moving towards opening up a very small uh, cafe with 20 seats outdoors, uh, about 800 square feet of retail indoors like biscuit mixes and homemade jams and things like that. And then, you know, fresh flowers, things like that. And then what I want to do with it is um, really champion single mothers to work to help them take care of their kids. And then I wanna offer um, health classes for lower income people because they can't afford to eat well or buy organic or do all that stuff and i want to help them to do the best thing they can for their bodies that they can with their income
3: wonderful that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) so many
1: places so many urban centers are food deserts where you know you can find a liquor store just by spitting But you can't find any place to find fresh produce. Well, and
6: and people that are on like welfare, and I've been on welfare with my three kids,
1: uh, you eat shit,
6: you get shit, you
1: know. Oh, I will say this: people don't know this. That now on uh, on Amazon Fresh, you can use your SNAP card for a lot of stuff that they deliver, and they get stuff from Whole Foods. So. Yeah, it's really cool. So you can it's eat.
6: Just, it's just that that, that like being a, a welfare mom, that doesn't go as far, right? So yeah. it, you're Perfect. tending to get the cheaper stuff, and it's not good for anyone. I mean, it's it's a whole system. It's a it's a bad system of our country.
3: Yeah, basically. a bag of Brussels sprouts costs as much as a McDonald's. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And,
2: yeah. And so, not to, I want to continue this because I think it's a really interesting topic but I want to introduce our guest. I had, I never met her, to be honest. Um, I, friends on Facebook, as I always start things, we've been friends on Facebook for a while. And, you know, two years ago, you ladies know that I had the craziest birthday party ever. I mean, like hundreds of people. And I wanted to meet a lot of these Facebook people that, I wanted to put a face to the Facebook people. <laughs> and I sent out invites to, I think, almost over 400 people. and. I think the grand total of people that showed up in and out coming in and out was about 300 and something. Um, and Ellie was actually one of the people that I cold invited and she showed up and it was so much fun. And granted, you know, I didn't get a lot of time to spend with her because it was just, uh, it was sort of chaotic. But for the moment that I spent with her, I thought, you know, she's really good people. And then, you know, I said, I think I even said to you briefly, I want you on my show. And then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And so then we were out of the studio and then, you know, who the hell knows, but at least we're back on track. Um, but you know, I started reading up on her and I follow her Facebook posts and I I really like how grounded and centered she is as a person. Um, you know, because yes, she's an actress, you know, she's a producer, you know, I deal (laughs) with that every day. I'm not saying you're not special, but to me that's not what makes someone special. But it's what you do. You're a licensed spiritual counselor, that speaks to me. Yes, um, hmm. and you know your work in the. Um, hold on, um, God Almighty! How do I have a talk show when I'm menopausal and I can't come out with the right fucking <laughs> word? <woman>? Your <laughs> the the work with autism and mental illness awareness um, and the foundation with disabilities as well. I, I, I just find that fascinating because, you know, and that's why I brought you on the show. Yes, we can talk and promote, you know, your acting career and we can promote what you're doing with Wallace films. And we can do all of that. And I want you to, this is your forum and you just got a new manager. So, um, and we love her. Um, but it's about sort of people getting to know not the personality of who you are, but really that this beautiful woman also has brains and she does things and she's a philanthropist and she gets out in the community outside of the LGBT, LMNOP, QRX plus, whatever the hell we are. So, um, but I just wanna, you know, so I want people to see the other side of you because I find you to be extremely fascinating and and really just just so grounded and, and so spiritual and and so, so zen to some degree. It's just amazing. And your posts on Facebook really some, some of them have touched me very much so. And you know, and you know, dealing as a licensed counselor, you know, we all have baggage and we all have that shit in our closet that we don't want to fucking deal with. Now, it's not like we don't recognize the shit. We recognize the shit. But then there's some of us. That like to bury the shit.
3: <laughs> we all do, and we, we don't even know we're doing
2: it. You know, mm. and it's right. you know it, we don't, and it's like you know. So you know, I'm I'm older now, <clears throat> um, and you I realize you know, and as I get older, I realize you know, it's okay to have some shit. That's what makes me me. We all have different shit. That's what makes us unique. But it's not allowing that shit to get in our way. So, as you grew up in Miami,
0: yeah,
2: Um, I read. I'm reading very briefly. Every family doesn't want their child to have a career in the arts and entertainment. You're Especially looking at one.
0: A European Jewish old traditional family. Forget it. The arts are a hobby, and you're a lawyer. You're a doctor. Anything outside of that, you're loser. It just mm. it doesn't. You're yeah. So I was very much just um deterred and my grandmother i don't know if if you're familiar with the jewish family but they're like the bubby Mm -hmm. they're the matriarch of the family so what the bubby says bubby goes and on top of it she was a millionaire i mean grew up you know with all the money and when it's like what she said went and um and I, and I and I hate to use money as a thing, but you know in certain in families or situations when when you, you know in my family situation, my dynamic there wasn't a lot of money, but when you grow up in a fam, with, when the matriarch has the money, they dictate everything that it's happens. Good below and that's what I I grew up in that where it's kind of like I was in this millionaire family but looking kind of the outside in because like Mm -hmm. my home was like middle class and like up the street was this million dollar home and it was like the outside looking in so I grew up very humble but also knowing the other side of it what it is to grow up what it is to, to be wealthy having the dichotomy of both of those inside me which I'm grateful for because it's kept me so humble and so compassionate to all sides of all spectrums. Um, but it, it does, when you, when you, what made me become a spiritual counselor was the eventually going through my life. I started out as an actor, as a theater major. And then from there, I'm like, well, your subconscious belief is, my belief was, well, I'm never gonna make it as an actor because artists don't make a living. So I'm like, well, what can I do where I can still be in the industry, but I can make a living? So then I became an agent. It's all in Miami. I became an agent, very well known. But then I was like, but I want to work with actors. So then I be, I became a, a casting director. And then for me, it took, in my 20s, things blew up for me so fast. I mean, I was doing Marley and Me with Jennifer Aniston, Owen Wilson. I mean, I'm at rap parties hanging out with like the A-list stars in my 20s. And I'm like... And through my company that I created, and it was like, this is amazing. And then bam, it's all taken away from me. Because if anyone knows the film industry, um, there's called film film incentives. Mm-hmm. So when you get film incentives in a certain state, um, productions go there because they can, I mean, you can knock off millions of dollars just by film incentives to mm-hmm. do production there. So we lost our film incentives mm-hmm. in Florida so meaning my company tanked
3: oh
0: right that's, that's okay it's good it's good it's good it's good because it, it it's humbling i had the success at a very and you know in my 20s and then everything kind of tapered off and then i said well then i'm gonna move out to la in my late was my late early 30s i moved out to la and um it, it nothing really quite i fell in love because love always (laughs) (laughs) love is like my my achilles heel I fell in love with this woman and um you know I just didn't do much with my career I just fell in love I was in my early 30s or 30 I can't remember but I fell in love and then um you know so I just just didn't pursue much of any much of anything in the industry and then once I got out of the relationship because she was almost 20 years my senior and we wanted very different things so I said it ended back in 2016 and when when that ended it was kind of like oh wait okay here I am I'm back to you know and then during that process I became a licensed spiritual counselor and through that it's kind of like the new beginning at the door started kind of recreating and, and opening up for me um, so I believe there's there are seasons in people's lives. You have seasons of good, like where you perceive it as bad or good, but there is no good and bad. I believe everything that happens in your life, whether you want to perceive it as good, uh, God, spirit, the universe, it's not happening to you. It's happening for oh. you. For you, right? Yeah. 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 So it's happening for you. And that was something that I really had to understand. It's not victim consciousness. And although we all at times, yes, if I mean people hurt you. I've been hurt. I've been devastated. I've been loyal to people. I've been I'm like and I get hurt. But the thing is, can I be I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm hurt, you go through the motions, but at the end of the day. What is this teaching me? Right. And that goes with your profession as well. And um, <clears throat> I'm actually going to read something that I, that, came to, that came to me, I went on a walk. That kind of sums up, I hope I'm not talking too much. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I hope it's okay. Um, but that, that sums up spiritually what it, uh, came to me as I went on a walk the other day of I think and a lot of people right now going through this pandemic might talk to and might help them through this so this is what came to me whether you want to believe in god the universe spirit jesus buddha muhammad whatever it is that you believe in to me it's all the same source Mm -hmm. it is a source of light it is a source to the ultimate creator you're created by light so I use God as a general for reference. So whoever's listening or to you that doesn't. So this is what came to me. God has placed a dream in your heart. That is how God, the light, chooses to express its light, its power, its love on earth. It is to touch other people with the light that shines upon you and through you. Your gift to everyone here, to everyone on this earth, to anyone lifting, listening, your gift is to uplift the spirit of others. And you do that through your dream, through your gift that God wants to express him through him or through herself. So when you don't follow the calling that is in your heart, when you were denying the light of the creator to fully express what it was brought here to do on this earth, the light inside you, it is from the creator for, therefore, the dream that is inside you, it is from the creator so that all the people that are assigned, all the people that are assigned to be on your path is to bring your dream to fruition so that the light shines brighter and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then everyone comes together as one to create that dream to express, again, you're going back to what the light of the creator is trying to work through you. So in essence, example, Gay, you creating the show and you creating like-minded people that come together So whether it's one person that listens, 30 people listens, thousands of people listens, it doesn't matter. In this moment, you are creating a light. You are creating a consciousness that is speaking to people in that moment. You are listening to your divine consciousness that is speaking through you. You're not letting fear stop you. I mean, I can't even imagine what goes in your head that at times you could be thinking that stops you from doing the show or maybe prior to even beginning the show or with the COVID or with anything that comes up but didn't stop you because you're listening to within you're listening to the light that was that that's within you. You're listening to the light of the creator that's within you. And then it brings people together. It bridges look look how we're all coming together as one, as a unity, right? And that's from you gay. So when I do my projects right. and I'm listening to my creativity and I'm allowing that light to throw me flow through me, then I'm going to bring unity of people together through me. And on top of that, I'm going to feed families through my productions. You know, it all, it just all, it's all comes together. When you're, when you're following the light of God that's within you, you're going to attract all that that was meant on your divine calling.
2: Look, I'm a goddess. Kara's a goddess. You're a goddess. We're all goddesses we we like this stuff we believe in this stuff well i will speak for a few of us i can't speak for everyone on the call but the ones that i know intimately and i didn't mean i slept with them but more intimately um i would like to sleep with some of them but um but they're my friends and i don't cross the friends are um but the point is i understand that and and for some of us yes this is my vehicle clara everyone on this on this program and i have a lot of other women that sort of interconnect you know that's true but what but what happens, Ellie, when you have that and you have that light, but there is a blockage? You stop yourself from allowing that light to come in. Yes. You 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 sabotage yourself. You know how does one get around that?
0: Okay, I'm the you know what, and I will use my example. I'm the perfect example of that. So there are there are thoughts. And there is a, a, you can say, think of it as like a master thought, right? Mm-hmm. That is the blueprint of who you are. There is a master thought that record, that's constantly in your head. And then you have subconscious thoughts. And then you have the thoughts that you have da- daily that you're conscious of. If you're a master thought, you know what? I'm gonna give you an, a per- perfect example. I have a friend who is Christian She's gay. That's the
2: first problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no, she's a gay Christian, it's okay. No, I grew up Jewish and I believe in Jesus. And I believe, and that's another thing within my sexuality that we'll get to, but- um, So you're new for Jesus? I, I'm i Jewish in my heritage, I'm Jewish in my blood. I'm a hundred percent, when you go to my lineage, I'm actually, you go to my lineage, I'm actually a lineage of Jesus, <laughs> believe it or not. And Mother Mary, like I go all, stem all the way back. Okay. But so my blood is of the Jewish faith. Remember Christianity stems from Jesus, which from there, he was Jewish. Correct. So, um, so I believe in, the, in, in Jesus's teachings and I believe in what Jesus taught and I believe he was a prophet. I believe that he was a righteous man that came onto this earth that defied the laws of gravity, defies the laws of the universe. Because he was connected to the light of God in a way that none of us humans are familiar with or know of. That's what I believe of Jesus, and that's a whole other conversation. I like that. Yeah. But in regards to what blocks you. So, for instance, my friend is Christian. We just had a conversation this morning. She's Christian, and she feels being gay is a sin. And Uh she's constantly attracting relationships. She, all she wants is to have a partner and this partnership. She goes, I don't understand. I pray to God to have this partnership. And I'm like, but if you think you're a sin, mm-hmm. if that is your ultimate, your mind can, can think something else in your thoughts and your are trying to manifest this perfect woman in your life. But if your blueprint, the blueprint of your cells, the blueprint of your mind, your subconscious, is I am a sin because I am gay, God does not love me because I am gay. You are going to continually attract mm-hmm. women in your life that are going to validate that about yourself. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean,
2: isn't this sort of playing a little off the laws of attraction?
0: You yeah, kind of, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah it's a law of attraction there's god but god created the laws of the universe i mean these are just my beliefs yeah there's god god created the laws of the universe so god said okay go have free will you have the free will to create anything that you want to create when you get tired of creating the same thing over and over again come find me <laughs> you know, <laughs> to like recreate, to reprogram that mind. And you know, it's, it's. I talked to, and it's sad. It's so sad. It's just to me, it breaks my heart that, anyway, oh, wait, let me, I'll get to that next, but let me get to answer your question in regards to the blockage. Um, I will use me in, as an example. Um, for many years, because of the way I grew up, I thought that I was told my grandmother's tactics who was the matriarch of the family was that you're you're not pretty enough you'll never be i was a singer first and then actress you'll never be a barbara streisand you'll never be a julia roberts you'll never you're too short i'm fine one you're too short you're too <laughs> your boots are too small your nose needs a nose i mean i heard everything that would possibly be heard to deter me from this path right so when you have this belief so when I would try as a young girl to go out for these auditions and I didn't get them, because I already had that subconscious belief, I was validating that about myself.
4: Right.
0: It's validate. You're you you create your own blocks. So it's about retraining your mind to believe that. And this is what I believe now and at my age and going through all of this. And it really stemmed from, and I'll go back to the the um autism and taking a couple of years off from the industry and working in a nonprofit is that you are a child of God. You hold space on this earth. You were put on this earth. There is no one bigger or better or brighter, less than or more above you unless you believe that. Nobody. And you know, I look at Donald Trump and I say, like, listen, I'm not a fan. Um, And I'm not gonna get into politics here, but I'm not a fan. But I will say that the one thing that I think he came here to teach people is that if you believe something strong enough, if you believe in your mind something strong enough, you will make it happen. How does a reality star, a real estate mogul that's pretty much bankrupt and corrupt becomes the president of the United States?
4: (laughs)
2: now, <laughs> go ahead, Derek. Go ahead. I knew it. I
0: knew it. Go
1: ahead. Okay. Yeah, no, go, go, go. yeah, yeah. Um, he was being groomed for the last at least 20 years by Russia.
4: Yeah. Uh,
1: he was running into financial difficulties. He had several bankruptcies. Uh, the Wall Street banks would not give him a dime. Uh, so he started looking farther afield for funding, and they had it. And around the time when he was doing the beauty pageants and he was going to Russia... And they do this. They take high profile individuals and they groom them. Uh, and then they collect what's called Compromat, which is compromising information on these people so that they can do whatever they want with them, not to mention the fact that he's in debt to them up to his short and curlies. Um, so. Uh, and uh, you
0: worked too, Bobby. <laughs> sorry. And New York, too. Like, there's, like, 250 oh lawsuits, like, oh, <laughs> depending yeah. on him. Believe me. Yeah. That's why the
1: people of New York, when you look mm-hmm. at the voting, people of New York knew what a scumbag and con man he was. So he did not do well in the voting in New York City in particular, because they all know what his story is. Yeah. He's been in bed with... I also think he, he might even be um, an informant. Uh, because like when all this stuff was going down in Atlantic City, when he had his um his uh, um, casinos and all these mob figures around him were falling like dominoes. who was left standing, he was.
4: Mm-hmm. So he
1: I'm sure he gave up a whole lot of people for a whole lot of things. and he would give up his own mother to save his own behind. Um, not a fan.
0: Sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm <laughs> not saying either. But I i trust me, I'm not there's nothing about him that I'm saying as a person that I receive Oh yeah. No, I I get I'm not getting that. I'm saying the that yes, but even so 20 years ago, if you think about it, and you're saying he's been groomed, because he attracted that. In his well, of course. right. So like in his mind, he's like twenty years ago. And there's even footage of him mm-hmm. saying, Oh, I'm yeah, I'll be present one day. And when I do, I'm going to Hone in on Middle America because that's that's stupid. Well, it's because
6: I think that goes back to the law of attraction, you guys. I mean, anything that you can actually believe and and get the emotion around. So I think that's your point, Ellie. This incredulous thing, like this person could become what they became, but it was because they simply believed they could become it,
0: right? Absolutely. And what what gets me <laughs> what what concerns me is the amount of religious people and Christian people or people who are just young and they don't know that follow him and think oh he's he's the Messiah he's God he's he's anointed he's
1: which in- is ludicrous.
0: Right, (laughs) favored by God, because look, look at his platform, look who he is. And it concerns me that people think that just because you have money, and I've come across this with people, and especially in this industry, in the entertainment industry, that people think, oh, I have money, I have a house, you know, I'm, I'm so successful, and I'm this big, famous, whatever, I'm so favored by God.
2: Yeah, okay. whatever. You wanna know why I think what? Well, like, I just want to just interrupt really quick because we have a caller. So I want to take the caller. Ready, Tony? Hello. Hello there. Hi, welcome to Between Hi.
7: who's speaking. Th- Thank you. Hi, I was looking for the uh Carmen to my shane. Is that Ellie Wallace? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I this is heavy shit, ladies. I uh, I'm in New York City and uh, Laura Paul. Just wanted to say hello. I think everyone looks fabulous tonight how are you great thanks for calling in
2: tell us more tell us a little about you it's up it's like really late up there oh no it's not
7: that late in new york yet like 10
0: 30 yeah. yeah it is
7: it's almost past my bedtime it's 10 30. but i had to stay after this are you kidding me Yay! i've been wanting to you know check out your show and this is awesome um so i've known ellie for about 20 years we go way back i mean she still looks the same i've aged you know but uh kind of uh, really proud of her and I really just uh, wanted to say hello and just be here as a support and you know I just when you watch somebody grow and how wonderful they are as a human having so much light and positivity um, it just makes you want to shout out and just say I'm so proud of you and I just want you to know that Ellie I think that you're phenomenal and I just think the world of you and I see so much ahead especially working with Robin um through mad catch oh yeah you know there's just so much opportunity
0: yeah thank you so much thank you i love you laura thank you for calling
7: i love you sweetheart we're gonna be on a show together one of these days soon i think we're working on something
0: yeah we're We're talking about it well i'll talk about that later things that we haven't yeah definitely okay bye i love you i love
7: you you. okay bye everybody
0: Bye. bye
2: Hi, everybody, you're listening to Between the Sheets podcast. We're on the first and third Friday of every month here on the United Broadcasting Network. We have a wonderful guest tonight, Ellie Wallace. Please call in 323-524-2599. Now I'll say it for the Californians, 323-524-2599. So, um, but yeah, the law of attraction. And and I think, you know, I've seen a lot of people with the law of attraction sort of use it incorrectly.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're on this whole speaking circuit of, you know, of what it is. And, you know, and it's, it isn't about, oh, I want, um, you know, I want a Mercedes Benz. I wish that. And it's so much more deeper. It is a spiritual, it, it's, it's, it's grounding is in spirituality. And of course, people take it to the other limit. But I think you're right. I think we all do have a light within, like a light from somewhere, whatever one wants to call it, him, her, it, they, they, them, um, you know, but it is, you know, for me, you know, I'm my own, I, I literally am my own break sometime. And I think part of it is not because I don't think I can create, I don't think I can do, but you know it's really sort of difficult to continue to be motivated to let that light in and you know not everything is going to be as you said you know it's not always going to be five stars you're going to get everything this is not your you know you've got this light and you'll suddenly you have the Midas touch and it's not but you know I do believe and i think we all do on this call it's to some degree because we are sort of grounded in that spirituality is sometimes the negative stuff the heavy stuff that happens really is a gift and i don't think a lot of us look at that as a gift i think a lot of us sort of look at it as sort of a break and then we sort of even if we're moving forward you know one or two or three things that they get in our path to stop us we then have that self-doubt
0: mm-hmm.
2: to sort of pick That's- up brush off right and you go where is the light where the where's that fucking light what, what, what happened
0: the blocks and the self-doubt that comes it's coming for a reason it's coming for you to, to get rid of it so any so it's a reflection so and i know this and, I, and this is what i'll go in when i was working and so I've been in the entertainment industry for a very long time. And I started out as a casting director, as I, as I explained. Well, act trained as an actress, cast director, did like indie films on the side. And then I came out to LA and did a bunch you know, stuff here and there. And I just, I just needed a break. And um, because I'm a licensed spiritual counselor, I got a job counseling people that have autism or uh, cerebral palsy or um, Down syndrome. And I don't know what I was walking into because it, truthfully, I wasn't trained for it. I was just trained for people that had issues, but not to that degree. Not to the degree of, not issues. I'm so sorry. That's the wrong thing to say. To the degree of that, 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 of a disability. I wasn't trained on that level, but I still was hired and I walked in and it was a divine plan. It, it, I was meant to be. Hmm. And let me just tell you something. For people out there who are a Christian, and this I've heard, because I went to Texas for a little bit. And I've talked to Christians and I honestly had to grit my teeth and like literally I had almost blood in my in my wrists, not to say anything. That believe that people who are disabled, people who are not the perfect form of Adam and Eve, people who are gay, people who are disabled, people who are born with no arms and legs, whatever it is, they are not from God. There are people out there that believe if you have deformities, God didn't create you. Hmm. And I've heard this.
3: How bizarre.
0: That's oh, no, 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 they, they believe this. God didn't create that. That wasn't God's ultimate plan.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how they look at it. And I will tell you, working with people that have disabilities, they were as my, as my clients, I have never in my life seen the face of God that I have seen looking in the eyes of someone that has Down syndrome beautiful Someone that has autism and my job at the time was helping them find their first jobs and they are the most beautiful people and we would go and I would make uh, my my thing was to make connections with people in in the community and and employers and businesses to try to get them hired and there are many times they didn't get they didn't get the job I would be more upset than they were they <laughs> were they, they would look at me and say it's okay I'll get the next one like, what? What? And it would happen over and over, sometimes 20, 30, 40 times before they would finally get that job. And let me just tell you something. When they get the job at Vons or they get the job at the 99 cent store, it'd be like winning an Emmy, winning an Academy Award to them, calling them their mom or dad and saying, I got the job. It was like the most rewarding, humbling. It was like, It's just perception, one. And two, how beautiful and innocent. And three, how we perceive rejection. Yeah. And And showing
1: you how you are when you have privilege.
0: Right. As opposed
1: to people who don't.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Take another break here. We have another caller. Yeah.
4: Hello,
8: welcome to Between the Sheets. Who's calling? Hi. Um, My name is Glam. Hi, Glam. And I'm, hi, how are you? First of all, I just want to say it's the first time I've ever seen your show. This is beautiful. And I'm watching it because I just recently met Elle. Hi, Elle. (laughs) And and I just want to say that I'm, like, totally blown away by the human being that she is. Um, She is such love and she is such light, and she is such peace. And in the short, I'm going to cry. I'm for Clemson. Um, oh in the short I'm time, I am know. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you can tell I'm also from New York. I, um, t- I totally hear it. 63 years young this week, so I, hallelujah. Um, and um, I have learned in the short time so much from Elle. Uh, We are very like-minded in our belief system. And I'm also a Christian who was raised, I'm completely Jewish. Um, My line is such a hot mix of so many different things of what I am in my heritage. And I struggled with exactly uh, what she talked about, Mm. um, being a gay Christian. Mm. And it was recently that I came to terms with that because I actually was a pastor. I am an ordained minister. And all I want to tell you is this is a story in itself. I'm not here about me. I just want to let you know that that beautiful, tiny, petite little woman that's sitting there with you has impacted my life in a matter of one day because I met her through a friend who introduced me and said, you two have to speak because you have such a like spirit. And I just want to say it's such a blessing that you have her on because she's the real deal. What she says is real, but she lived it. And Elle, I am so blessed to know you. So proud of what you're doing out there. And the rest of you women, you are beauty to my eyes. I just came back to the community three years ago. I will not call myself other than a lover of women. Because I march for rights so that people could be who they are. And I'm proud where our community came to. I was in the lifestyle at 16 and came back recently. So thank you so much, Gay, for showcasing such wonderful people. And I just want to validate right now that this woman changed my life in one day.
3: Well, thank you and you know what you
2: know we've had two new yorkers and, and you know i'm from there too and new yorkers only tell the truth we you, you can't bullshit bullshitters and um and so you just can't you just can't so thank you for calling thank you for watching and um i, I appreciate your
8: support thank you so much
0: thank you thank
8: you so much have a wonderful night bye-bye now
0: bye bye thank Aww, you. that's so sweet it well, was lovely she is such an amazing person. Yeah, that's that was very sweet, very kind. Um, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So just about the people that, with disabilities that um, there's just so much. They just taught about rejection. And that's where I came full circle was there's always a plan. There's always divine plan that is set for your life. And I had so many setbacks prior to 2000. Can't remember when I started that job it was I did it for a couple years, it was just recent. Um, but I did it for a couple years, and prior to that, there were so many setbacks, and I couldn't understand why nothing was happening. And it's because I needed to, we were talking about gay with blocks. Mm-hmm. How beautiful is that that God sent me these angels to teach me about rejection, mm-hmm. teach me about gratitude to, to it's through them. I learned because of the upbringing that I had and that's talking about blocks. It's about your subconscious beliefs. And as soon as I started preach, let it go. And to to preach let it, let it kind of like give it to God, just give it to above and say, okay, I'm not going to identify with this, but I know I need help. I know that this has been ingrained in my mind for so many years, but I'm going to allow it to show me. Show me how to rewrite the story in my mind. And that's that's what it's about. That's, so when you're you're confronted with blocks, it's for you. It's not against you. It's and Ellie, how,
6: how do you think that you came to find your purpose? Because I think a lot of us struggle with like, is this right path? Is that right path? What, I mean, how do you do that?
0: Okay. And, and I, I can explain this very, hopefully I can explain this easily. Um, I try to define myself as one thing. That was my roadblock. I thought I had to be one thing because in the fifties, the forties, fifties, fifties, it was always about Oh, you go to a factory and you work. Oh, you're a secretary. Oh, you're a lawyer. Oh, you're this. And some people are just creative. Some people are born not to be just one thing. look at look at today. You can be an actor, a philanthropist, a singer, a perfume designer, a, a clothing designer, a, paper, a you know, a clothing designer. and look at people's pages now. They're not just one thing anymore. Um, you look at, you know, people more old school, they have one thing, but people who are in the younger generation, they are a plethora of things. Even if you're a doctor, you're, you're, oh, but I love to paint and I love this and I'm all this. There's not just one thing anymore. And I feel like one thing is not trying to categorize yourself as one thing that you have to be one thing Two, that your income has to come from one way through that one thing. Is to be open to abundance. Is mm-hmm. to be open to sustenance, and say, "I am open, universe. I am open, God, to whatever you want to flow. The money in my life, I am open. But I'm gonna do what I love to do and what you put me on this earth to do." Does that answer? Does that help at all? So, like, or if there's more, I can, I can, I can go more deeper. Cam, oh, you're on a roll.
6: Oh. I just love, I love that when I first met you, it was a, it was a while back, right? And I was just coming into LA and just meeting people. And I remember the night I met you and I thought this is the most beautiful woman I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. To hear you have said that, you know, there were people in your past that said, oh, this is why you can't be because your nose is too small or whatever, like, like. I think that's a huge part of our problem is that we get this shit in our heads and we we undermine ourselves, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting that I grew up in the nineties in South Beach in Miami. So it was around that time I was 15 or whatever. And I mean, I was dating boys and girls. I mean, but it was around that time 15 or 18. I can't remember. I remember watching Rosie O'Donnell on an interview with Barbara Walters and her explaining, I think I'm gay, you know, and her explaining her coming in. I'm like, can I say shit? (laughs) I'm I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, please. (laughs) I was like, that's me. That that describes me having sex with a guy. I'm like, well, this is all there is, really. Like, come on, you know. Or like, you know, just hearing YMCA in my head, like, just to get it over with. Or, <laughs> you know, like hearing Barbara Streisand songs in my head, to like, can we please get this over with? You know, like thinking of Broadway, anything about the sex that I was enduring, and, um, <laughs> you know. And then I realized I'm like, I think I'm gay, um, and I was a teenager. Um, but I grew up I grew up in in Miami. So in the nineties when Madonna was coming out with Exotica, she was dating Ingo Casares, I mean all Liquid Club and you know, it was um Versace. And that's where I grew up. And that my my high school hey, Kelly, I DJed at the
4: Liquid Club.
0: Shut up. Oh my god, I probably saw you. I was like fifteen.
1: <laughs> I lived in Miami in the mid nineties too.
0: Oh, you did? Okay. So yeah. yes, you know what I'm talking about. It was just like, if you were gay, you were. it was not looked at as bad. So oh. I never oh. felt the backlash until I entered the entertainment industry. Oh. Never. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. So I thought, yeah. okay, well, my, I have all this crap in my grandmother. And then I have all this stuff. Well, if, you, if you're gay, I mean, forget it. Like, you have to hide who you are. You have to denounce it. Like, no way. And I finally got, so I didn't. So I never really pursued the whole acting thing. And Mm -hmm. then, um, I mean, I got, when I did get parts or I did get things, um, it was either through friends or it was a, like, or if I was, I got approached from so many gay directors when I moved out here. I can't even tell you, to be in gay, LGBT, LGBT stuff. And I didn't do it because i was giving all the advice of if you do lgbtq now it's plus plus plus, plus xyz xyz yeah you're you're done don't do it so i didn't i didn't i was so <laughs> petrified so i didn't so i did all alter- you know i did other stuff behind the scenes and um, i finally you know i was approached recently for this ma- for this really big movie and I was gonna be a major part of it. I'm not gonna talk much about it because I, I don't I, I don't wanna, you know, I'm all about I just it's not important. Mm-hmm. But it would have it would have definitely given me it would have put me in a different bracket
4: mm-hmm. because of all
0: the times that I kind of held back.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they looked at my MDB, they looked me up and they said, Oh, you're gay. <sighs> or, or are you gay? Like what's your thing? And I never public came out as gay I mean my friends know my family knows you know people in the community know and I said I am and this just recently ha- this happened this recently happened I said yeah I am and they said well you can't be gay because of the material of, of this particular thing what? you can't be gay uh,
5: wow yeah. Yeah. Lawsuit.
0: no no so- I can't one I would never do a lawsuit
5: Right.
0: and I just want it's not important they're too big for me to even do also, and and I mean a bit too big, but too, just morally, I wouldn't because if that's their mind frame, and if that's the way they're thinking, I don't even want to be a part of it.
2: But they're also low. They they're lower. They low. They're on the lower vibrational scale.
0: But but it is a huge. I mean, it's repped by one of the number one agencies in the world. I mean, this is huge, and I had to sit with myself and I had to say, all right. What is your, what what's your next step? Why are you here? What are you doing? What, you know, what do you have to teach here? I know that I'm a spiritual teacher. I know that I'm here for that purpose, but I also have passions. So what am I here to exude? What am I here? What is the light of God coming in here to express itself? How, what form? And then when that happened to me, I prayed about it and the role was taken from me. And they said, you can't do it if you're gay. You have a choice. You either are gay or not. And I've been in a relationship what? where the person wasn't out. Yeah. And wow. I know what that feels like to be in the closet. Mm-hmm. I know what that feels like to hide who you are. And I said, well, what if I do this movie and I'm with somebody and I have to hide them and I have to hide me and I have to do to me, what I do to that person. And then how am I able to be authentic to who I am on my whole path and everything. And I said, you know what? I'm making a choice right now. Okay. And um, I'm releasing it to you, God, and this is who I am. I said, no, I said, that's fine. Then don't, then I won't be in the movie. And I forfeited something that really could have propped my career, and I let it go. And then out of nowhere, this amazing woman, her name is, um, it's Mad Couch Entertainment, through Laura, who you spoke to, came into my life and um, said, be gay. Be who you are. Her name is Robin, and she's like, "Be gay, be who you are," and um, I'm gonna. Re- I, I let's go. Let's do this together.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. The bigger the, the bigger picture. You know, the bigger picture. Right. Being true to who you are opens up opportunities.
1: Yeah. And it's like wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I've got to jump in here. So mm-hmm. we were talking earlier about how and why Orange Holio came to power
0: told <laughs> <laughs> the freaking and, Cheeto, yeah.
1: yeah. And I look at what's happening in so many different areas right now. We've got the Me Too movement, and we had the, all the George Floyd protests. And then meanwhile, just blatant, unless you're, you just want to live with your head in the sand, uh, an administration that is full of white supremacists. Um, so there's all these different areas where a very nasty, ugly side to our humanity is being exposed, and a lot of people don't want to look at it. A lot of people were like, "Oh, we, you know, we elected a black president. We're not racist anymore." La no. la la. In my little world, I don't need to pay attention to this crap. Uh, and then you're inundated with the image of George Floyd. With it being his neck being knelt on for eight minutes and forty-six seconds. Yeah. And you can't ignore that. And I'm saying to you, obviously, you have your reasons. I understand, I respect that. I could not personally if somebody told me you have to deny who you are if you want this part, I would have blown them up like Mount Fucking Vesuvian. <laughs> you know why? Because we cannot keep accepting that those people who shape public perception and run social media and run the entertainment industry are dictating to the world what normal is supposed to look like, because we're seeing now more than ever more people are coming out as as gay or bi or you know LGBTQ plus, um, and all these people have been hiding absolutely for and you millennia. Know what and, and now I, it's time. It's like, no, you don't get to tell me that. Who yeah. the hell do you think you
0: are? Fuck and, you. And I it's respect, fun. I totally respect um, where you're coming from. And I want, I just don't have a vindictive bone in my body. I don't, I just don't have that retaliation inside me. One and two. I, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even win because they came back and said to me, well, we might change the main character. I was supposed to look like the main character. I was a relative of the main character. We might change the main character. And, you know, if we go with that person, then we'll go. They did it in a way that if they changed the character, then I wouldn't have gotten the part anyways. It, right. it was very, very, slick. you know what I'm trying to say? It was very, Yeah, intense. I
1: know what you're saying. I and and what, I mean.
0: what? And even if it wasn't that, it's not, I just don't have, indica- I don't have that but in then, me because it's not, God, it's
1: God not But
2: I have a question. I have a question. The whole Me Too movement with the whole, that was the whole women thing and and that. And now, obviously, you know, it's not only the LGBT, you know, plus community. It's, 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 it's anyone who has anything that's diverse. Okay. Anyone who's different. Because diversity only means different than a white person. Exactly. That's all it is. If you're, if you're not a white person, that's, you know, a white male, then you're diverse. You're different.
6: But I I just have to ask this question. I mean, I'm not on any side. In America, it's the white 50 above male, right? But if we were in another country and we weren't of that country, would we be discriminated against because it's not the white male in that other country? You know what I mean? Like, I think,
2: you know? Well, hold on, you know what? Durga. I mean I'm gonna bring Durga because Durga has lived in Rome for mm-hmm. many years. My people. Um, what has my been people. your I know your people what has been your experience as a woman of color
1: in another country? Okay, so Italians can be very racist, but here's what I've noticed. I get a pass because well, a lot of people know me because I sang with Pink Floyd and Italians love Pink Floyd, Um, but also because I'm an American. Now, if you look at how they treat uh, refugees and immigrants from African nations, they will treat them differently than they treat me, even though we're both Black. Mm -hmm. So there's a prejudice there uh it's very odd and i find it very amusing considering italy's right next to africa so you know they've been trying to get back uh, up in there and italian men love black women so it's very weird but i mean i literally sat with a man who was part of the italian aristocracy who was so offensive and uh just the things coming out of his mouth and just completely oblivious to what he was saying Mm -hmm. and um my friend that i was with was was a white american woman and he was like oh yes this man he was so, you know, even though he was black, he was so, so uh, classy. And we looked at each other like, Did this motherfucker just say this? <laughs> and I didn't even realized what the hell he just said in front of me. <laughs> so, you know, there's racism and all over the world, uh, particularly against people of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where that came from. I almost feel like we made some soul contract with God, like thousands of years ago that we were the first people so we took it upon ourselves to carry that for some reason because we're strong i don't know where it comes from
2: well i know why because i think the powers that be have shined such a powerful light on the people of color Mm -hmm. that you guys are permanently tanned so people you are you guys are untouchable you guys and i do believe this you know and it's really i don't believe it in a way and i said it as a sort of a joke but It really is disheartening about discrimination, especially with people of color. And I've always said this, you know, lesbians, anybody who's white, that's anything diverse, we're kind of like undercover. You know, if we don't tell someone we're gay, they would not know it.
6: Yeah. You know no, that's only like the Femi ones. If you're a butch, you are definitely called,
0: you know. Yeah.
2: Well, that's because you like you like butches. I but no, no, no! I can
6: pass for straight in any society for sure. Ellie can pass for straight in any society, but like nope, the, the butchy, like heavier set, short, big. No, they're not. They're persecuted. They're persecuted. As as are transgendered people.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, that, absolutely. can I say something that scientifically it is proven now that there is not just two genders, male and female. Oh. Yeah, that right. even science has catched up. I mean, spiritually, for thousands of years. I mean, mm-hmm. shamanism. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just been around forever. That they actually pray. That it was just known that there's male who have feminine traits. There's female who have male traits. There's uh, hermaphrodites. There's male, you know, just male parts, just female parts. It's been mm-hmm. known spiritually mm-hmm. for thousands of years scientifically we're just catching up to that so anyone ignorant i'm going to say right now to say there's just male and there's just female and that's the way god planned it to be you know i'm just not gonna do profanity but i'm just gonna say read (laughs) up get educated (laughs) because even science is proving that it's not just male and just female anymore
2: but you know what when someone when these white people you know if someone's different they're threatened by it
0: Yeah, because Mm -hmm. it's great.
6: Yeah, I think also it's like I think we tend to overgeneralize. Like Durga, you can correct me, but within the Black community, technically, the Black community. When I was in the South, they do not accept Black gay people.
1: No, and there's a reason for that. There's a lot of homophobia in the in the in the Black community. And that is because, well, if you go back to slavery times, there was a thing called buck breaking, where mm-hmm. the overseer or the master of the plantation would take the biggest, strongest uh, male black buck and anally rape him in front of his entire family and in front of everybody else to break his spirit and basically say, you know, don't you all be thinking about if I can do this to the strongest of you, don't be about rising up and the fact that you know we were treated like chattel and our children could be sold off we could be killed upon a whim like that it was seen as uh, a real sort of um not rejection but it was it was like you were letting down the race by not spreading your seed as far and wide as possible and reproducing with as many and also we were praised for reproducing so now, if you were gay and you weren't making babies, you were a traitor, basically. Which is and, and, and plus yeah. Plus, wait, there's the whole the whole Christianity part. Cause that was literally whipped into African slaves who had we had our own religion. The Yoruba religion is no joke. Okay. Yeah. And it scared the crap out of the slave owners. So upon pain of death, not to mention it was like teaching slaves that don't ask for anything in this life you'll be rewarded in the next life and um that's where a lot of the homophobia came from as well is from the church
2: now has anyone seen i mean first of all audra day did an amazing
1: performance. Oh,
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> ver- um, versus billy Holiday, um yes. and the song strange fruit
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know I mean, I, I'm, I love Billie Holiday. I always loved Billie Holiday. Um, and, you know, I, I did not know sort of the whole controversy around that. And it made me listen to the song many times again, but listen to the words, not, cause I could sing it. I mean, I can't sing it well, but I mean, you know, I mean, I could, I know the words, but really after seeing that project to really, not only listen to the words to understand what it's about and actually f- feel as a white person, as much as a white person could feel empathy, feel the pain. And it is just astounding that this country, not only with Billie Holiday, there were a lot of blacklisting along the way, but that they decided to do this to people because they were scared scared or, you know, I remember the inciting of the Negroes, you know, Jesus Christ, why wouldn't the Negroes be incited? Look what the fuck you people, your predecessors and your predecessors and your predecessors' predecessors did to them. It's kind of really, I know we're supposed to be proud to be American, but with a past like that, I think we we all should be very aware and carry that Embarrassment to some degree and awareness with each and every one of us was said never to forget.
6: But even with the proud to be American, like we came in and literally wiped out the Indian nations, all of them, not just one, all of them. And they're on these little tiny plots of land where they can be Indian. Like, wow, we've. We fucked up, yo.
2: But we did this for every indigenous culture mm-hmm. that was in any country, island, or whatever. The Christians mm-hmm. came in mm-hmm. and, you know, Christianized them, took their religious beliefs, emasculated, you know, I mean, embarrassed, just degraded this whole community oh. and these whole people, these indigenous people who actually. They were the first ones to be here.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So when I hear about a wall, I get disgusted. <laughs> Not yeah. just but like, even with the Christian community and, and how it's it's just taken out of context. And, and I come, I mean, I was in Texas for a little bit and I was with very like just right-winged Christian, just, you know, straight heterosexual. And I sat there and had conversations and I'm like, Pull out your Bible, show me, take a red letter Bible, show me where Jesus says, show me that it is a sin for a man and a man or a woman and woman to be in love. Show me. And then bring up Sodom and
3: Gomorrah, probably.
0: They they don't, because that's that's not not in the, um, that's Old Testament. But it's not in there at all. Nothing. No, it's not in there. And that's not, Je- that's not Jesus's words. Jesus no. never said. Jesus never said. And then they said, well, it's wrong because it's in Leviticus and blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Well, if you want to go by Leviticus, then you're not grafted as the chosen people of God. Because you weren't a chosen people of God if you were Gentile, if you didn't have Jewish blood. Exactly. You, you were not grafted in by God. Jesus came to graft the Jewish and the Gentiles together. So, mm-hmm. if you want to go by Leviticus, then you don't exist to God. Exactly. You're just an animal. You're like any other. Per- you're 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 not actually an animal is more respected than you are because in Kabbalah or in religion it says that we are supposed to revere the animal because the animal doesn't know for itself. We're supposed to take care of the animal. Right. I'm an animal activist, by the way. So, mm-hmm. um, I
1: actually have a theory that Paul, who is the who is the one who said some things. But yeah. homosexuality. I think Paul was a closeted gay man who hated women and had a whole lot of issues going on and has subjected humanity to his own human failings.
0: Durga, that would be an amazing movie. We need to talk.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> that would be I got a lot of them. <laughs> that would be incredible, actually, that theory. But, but yeah, yeah. yeah but, on, even with, but even with, I mean, we've talked about diversity,
2: you know, through you know, color skin color through through whatever, you know, and you know, it's horrific as well. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the Jews, let's face it. Um not let's face it, but you know that that you know, they are they're they're white. I mean their skin color you I mean, know all Jews that pretty much were you know that I was gonna say we're white because all of a sudden I've become a Jew. But I mean we're white and yet they were persecuted on their religious beliefs mm-hmm. and what that i mean like you go hitler for me you go hitler you go trump i mean you know hitler got away with shit. if trump would have given it trump for me all the way back then would have pretty pretty would have probably instituted what hitler put in mm-hmm. but it's really very sad that people you know like i just can't understand like why did they why do people think what hitler did was okay
3: nobody thinks that surely
2: no now,
0: i mean you've got you some stragglers but like struggle, but i'm not like,
2: talking right now now we all are horrified by it yeah. but mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. right
0: it's a you know what gay it's like 100 years from now people are going to say how did people actually think what trump did was okay exactly i mean it's going to be the it's going to be the same thing i mean i do have a karmic thing that I I thought of that please don't, I'm a Jew and and I don't believe anything that happened in the Holocaust was okay. I mean, I have relatives that were, I mean, it's not okay. And I don't, there's no justification for that what had transpired, but on the big hole, because if you look at it, I mean, anybody that understands that the past, the present, the future, even Einstein, you know, like time is relative. So if you put all of it together, and there is no past, no future, no present, you put all of it together, and there's the omega, the beginning, the middle, the end, and everything is one big picture, right? And then you start breaking it apart, and you look at the Pharisees back in Jesus' time, and the Pharisees brought Jesus to the Romans for him to be persecuted. And you look at the Pharisees as Jews and thinking they are superior. And then you have Hitler come into power and do the same thing to the people of the Orthodox community. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not justifying Hitler's actions. Mm -hmm. So please don't, don't, don't take that. I'm just saying things as a basic of a whole, Mm -hmm. you know, I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe in that there's, Mm -hmm. there is a, there's a just God, there's a just universe that. There's nothing that is seen that is not done, that is not corrected. And maybe, you know, people always look at, and let me finish this first topic. I have such ADD. Um, I can have like five (laughs) conversations and then come back to this. I can have five. I've got the ADHD. Yeah, yeah, I can have conversations with all of you and then like be able to like, and then come back (laughs) to the circle, so sorry. Um, My brain just goes like this. But, um, so what I'm just saying is that there is a karmic blueprint that that i mean we take sections but if you look at everything as a whole the past the present you know and you put everything together as a timeline and you look at that and if you were to go back in that time with the pharisees and how they turned their backs against jesus and how they turned it back against their own people their own jews how they thought like you know if you were you were of the priesthood of, of this level you had to work your way up and then for hitler to come and say, well, you know what? You're not worth crap. And then, again, I'm not saying this is this is right What mm-hmm. transpired. There, I don't believe in eye for an eye. I don't believe in that. But there's always a balance within the universe. There's always a balance that transpired. So whatever, for instance, you take Trump, present day, whatever Trump has put out into the universe, into this country, there's a balance that's going to transpire, that's going to counteract that at some point. And that's why I'm just, it's just like invoking faith that everything that has some sort of balance, even in your life as an individual, as a collective whole, everything comes full circle, everything. There's nothing that is not seen by the universe, by God. Remember, think about that. We are specks of sand in the entire universe. You don't think that there's something of a intelligence that knows our heart, that knows our mind that knows our intentions, that knows our life that is somehow guiding us. That is oh, somehow Google. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Google.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so it's just, you're, you're there's like, and, I, and I'll finish up with that. Things aren't happening to you. They're happening for you, mm-hmm. everything in your life. It doesn't matter how low you are how high you are there's going to be a balance there's going to be a balance
2: and cheryl i mean don't you also echo this yeah i do you know in, in sort of your practice as well
5: yeah i agree that absolutely everything is in perfect balance you know whether we have chaos we have just as much prayer so to speak or positivity happening in the world it's just that one is more visible than the other And I believe right now with all this change happening and all this shift happening, it's all this beautiful divine energy happening as well. And people are thinking for themselves more, or at least, you know, I feel that's what's happening. I felt maybe before or maybe and still in parts of the world, in our country, there's this, you know, following uh, this herd, you know, like I'm just going to follow the group. Uh, But there are definitely a lot more individual thinkers. And I feel like that is really helping to kind of help shift this in a positive way. And all this individuality and your sex and your preferences and, and racism and all that needs to come out. Like, let's bring it out because that is how... We learn and grow and know about this because I really think we're, all, I think a lot of us, our intention is towards, it has a lot of commonality, you know, we're, we're all looking for more love, you know, more betterment uh, of each other now. And, and maybe that's what COVID did is it made us uh, believe more in our neighbor or look more at people, you know, uh, as, as taking care of one another. But yeah, absolutely, Ellie. You know, you're just a fabulous healer. I just want to tell you, I felt so much healing energy coming out of you. So, I I love what you're saying, and I absolutely agree that we're we're in balance. We're in balance, and it's it's always going to turn towards the positive. It will. Yeah. But we got to get a bunch of stuff up up and out. We got to get moving on this. Yeah.
4: Absolutely.
2: I, oh, I I want want to hold people. on. We have, hold on. We have a caller. Just hold that thought, Ellen. Hello, hello. Welcome
4: to Between the Sheets. Who's calling? It's Rana. Rana. <laughs> How are you?
2: I'm Pumpkin. How are you?
4: I'm good, thank you. I just wanted to say all of you look lovely tonight. The conversation is fabulous. And Ellie, you're wonderful.
0: Oh, thank you. I don't know you, Rana. Do I know you?
4: No, you don't
0: well, oh, well it's nice I'll, to. Meet I'll introduce you. But now, but now,
4: but now I know you.
0: You do, and I have to know you. <laughs> so thank you. It's very kind. Hey, Rana.
4: You're welcome. Yes.
0: How long have you and I known each other?
4: Since 1988. Wow. <laughs> oh. I was very young then, and you were even younger. Was I even legal? <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Yeah, you were legal, but.
4: Just
2: just barely. <laughs> no, Ronna, um, I've known Rana for a very long time when I was a baby gay. Um and I I you know, for Club twenty two, that's where I I met, um that's sort of where I came out in. And um she took me, me under too. her wing. And she took me under her wing. Um and she and she, you know, I just I just love her to death, she knows it. And then through all these years, you know, it's sort of like that kind of person that, you know, you're close to, then you're not close to because things change, but then the next time you sort of encounter them or pick up a phone, it's like, what? 30 years didn't even pass. So I I love this woman very much. Thank
4: you. Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. Pumpkin.
4: You're very welcome. It's a great show, everybody. And I just have one question for Durga. Yes. Durga, what made you move to Italy?
1: Uh, you know, all those people that were saying if 45 won, they were going to leave the country. I right did it. i actually did it i was one of the people you. who did it. i was not trying to stay here because i could see the way the wind was blowing and the fact that hate crimes particularly against black people went up 20% under his administration i was like i'm right. going to get black ass the hell out of here and i mean at the same time i work overseas a lot more than i do here and i love italy and uh, i love rome so i just I lost my husband in 2015. So I found myself uh, instead of touring at, for like a month at a time, I was going two, three, four months away from home, lugging all my luggage with me and all of that. And I figured it would be just much easier to live over there. And out of all the places I considered, Rome was number one. So I did it. Fabulous.
4: That's great. Yeah. Sorry about your husband, but that's great that you enjoy Italy. When are you going back?
1: Well, that's a long story. Uh, I, I actually, although again, it is, I, I am being open to whatever the universe has in store for me. I have been here for since Christmas Day of 2019. Uh, my roommate in my apartment in Los Angeles abruptly moved out in February of 2020. So I rode out the whole pandemic here. And for some reason, I was supposed to be here for that. So now I I'm, I'm looking at as soon as I get a new roommate in here to cover my LA apartment I'm gone. Gotcha.
4: Well, anyway ladies, it was great. I'm enjoying it and thank you so much. I just wanted you to know that. Thank you. Thank
6: you. Thank thank
4: you. Bye. Thanks to
6: So hey, I have a bye question bye. for Ellie. Um you just have a new production company or has that always been
0: so I had a production company in my 20s for casting, and then I started last year, of course, right before the pandemic hit, I started Wallace Films because I started getting so many hits. Um, I'm doing a documentary, partnering up with a Soul Physio Foundation, if anybody looks that up, Soul Physio Foundation, and it's for, um, it's amazing, amazing Ayurvedic doctor who um, is doing research for People that have autism and mental illness, and uh, he's bridging the gap between Western and Eastern medicine, um, and we're doing a documentary on it. So that started, and then I have feature films coming, and I'm, um, I mean, I've just there's so much stuff that just started brewing. So I'm like, I'm just gonna create. I. Creating my company, and then um, COVID hit, so a lot of things got on hold. So now everything's kind of starting up again. So I'm, I mean, that's yeah.
6: so cool. How did you? How did you get to that point? How did you get that?
0: Well, that came from what? So ironic. So this is what everything happens for a reason. This is what I'm trying to say. Is in the timeline is. So back in 2000, so I was on Ray Donovan. I got cast in Ray Donovan which is another whole funny story that came like out of nowhere and I just got they re- had to replace an actress and then I came in I didn't know the script I never even watched the show before <laughs> and I'm sitting there They're like just go you'll talk to the director they'll tell you they'll give you your lines you'll know what to do and I'm just like oh my god like get my acting chops on right now the freaking 15 years who I hope this comes so I'm like I didn't even know the show I have never watched the show and I walk into set and I'm just sitting there waiting around, and this guy, and I'm like, dude, you're from Scream, and <laughs> Schreiber, I've never watched the show, this is, I didn't know he was the, the, the main star of it, so I'm just talking, like, I'm talking to all of you, and I'm just like, dude, you're from Scream, oh my god, I love <laughs> that movie, and he's like, looking at me like, what? (laughs) Then he he just starts seeing, he sat next to me, he starts talking to me and he was like, oh man, I'm so tired, we just got back from Las Vegas and I'm like, he's like, I feel like my whole body is just drained out and I'm like, you should have Pedialyte. He starts busting out laughing because you just tell me to drink Pedialyte. And I'm like, who is this dude that has, he had the most eccentric confidence, like a movie star. And I'm like, so I went outside <laughs> and one on my IMDb and I'm like who and I'm like oh my god he's the star of the show. He's
3: the movie star. Oh.
0: <laughs> he is Ray Donovan and I'm like oh my oh, god. So only me, only That's
3: me. So, I bet he loved you though, right?
0: Yeah, no, he was awesome. We totally hung. Out. I mean, it was cool. And then like I got I came back a second time and I was supposed to come back for the next season and then they killed off my character, my husband. So <laughs> i'm like okay god thanks a lot you know so (laughs) it's things like that like things get started and they stopped and um then i had this thing with julie we streifus i was supposed to do and then she got breast cancer so veep stopped and i was like seriously god like what is going on here so and then from there i went into uh working because i had a spiritual counseling license and i'm like i I give i just need a break God's telling me something. I'm gonna move in a different direction. And then for two years I worked, I ran a nonprofit. And I worked for people with autism. And then through that, after two years, this guy contacted me because he saw I, I had all these credits in the film industry and I had uh, experience in autism. So he reached out and said, Would you be interested in producing this this documentary that I'm doing? Because I have the knowledge of autism, plus I have the knowledge of so then that's how that happened. And then um I don't wanna name names yet just because nothing's solidified yet, but a really huge um, LGBTQ film director reached out to me. Um, and I'm in negotiations negotiations right now for a show that I'm gonna be doing and then two films. Um and then I'm just like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just do it. I've done it in my twenties, I'm gonna do it again and I'm just gonna come back even stronger you know I was a little nervous about so, it
4: but
6: what, what are you focusing on like acting or producing or directing or
0: so all I come full circle to explain that you don't have to be one thing mm-hmm. so you don't you do not that there's two things I want to impart that I've learned in my years one you do not have to define yourself as one thing you can be look at Barbara Stratton you can be an actor a singer a director a philanthropist a freaking cook an author (laughs) if you have gifts in all that area god bless you go with the light and let it out to the world be that that's one thing I would say Um, so that's what my production company is about I'm very highly focused of course I'm going to prop my LGBT community because um, I will always support who I am and and the community that stands I will always lift that up disabilities And uh, and my things that I, the movies that I'm doing and the things that I'm in, it will always center around somehow lifting up the underdog, somehow stories that that create that. That's what I'm focused on. The underdog, people that don't have a voice and giving them a voice. Um, And the second thing I really want to impart that I really had to learn from my own experience of growing up in a family um, where there's spiritual abuse. Just because you have a friend or you have someone that has more money than you, that has more power than you, does not make them more favored by God. If anyone is listening, if this reaches anybody, your intention as to why you do things, what is behind your intention will be blessed. But just because someone has more money, a bigger house, a better car does not make them valued or higher in the place of God. God doesn't look at us that way. He looks at at us as beings of light and the light and the love that we bring to the world. There are people that have nothing and they bring such love and light to each other and to the community than people who have masses of money and wealth and they're just ugly people.
4: Absolutely, And there's
0: people who are rich that are the most beautiful, enlightened people. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I mean, and there's people who are poor that are horrible people. I mean, what I'm saying is that just don't value what people have and what they don't have as what your worth is in this world. You are put here on this. If you're on this earth, you have something to learn. If you are on this earth, if you are breathing on this earth, you (laughs) have something to learn. You Mm -hmm. were put here to learn something. So there is no one, not even Oprah not even anyone as long as you're breathing your breath on the earth you are learning something
6: ellie do you think that if if we're meant to learn something we didn't learn in this life we're coming back
0: yep but Mm -hmm. i do but i do think it's your choice and Mm -hmm. i also believe i mean it's a whole other conversation i believe in other galaxies other civilizations et's um me too yeah, of course. And we're not the only ones here. So but I think,
2: like, yeah. Believe it or not, not to cut anyone off, but do you believe an hour and a half has passed?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could
2: go on and on and on with this. Um, Ellie, I would love you to have you come back on. Absolutely. I mean, continue. Yeah, let's um, talk about spaceships. You know? Yeah, i love to. <laughs> and, 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 you, know, and, and she, you know, you keep bringing breath if you're breathing, if you're breathing. And, and you know, the Sanskrit word or the Sanskrit is prana and you know and i think anything anything as long as you can breathe as long as you are able to take that breath you can create and you can be yep so you know i think we're all just powerful beautiful women i Tim, i know you are a chef But I know you are not only defined by a chef, you have so many other beautiful creative qualities. Cheryl, you know, you're not only defined as a medium, you know, it starts with what's in here and that happens to be how you do it, but you touch everyone's lives in many other things. Jurga, through song, Mm -hmm. Kara, Through, through your voice, you do voiceovers. You know, you, you touch people with the characters that you bring life to. And your mosaics bring joy. Me, I've got a big fucking mouth. So, I mean, you know.
6: <laughs>
0: you make people feel gay. You make you know? people entertain people. And look what you've created. Yeah. And, the last and, one. and Ellie, I mean. And I just have
6: to say, you connect us all. Which yep. is an amazing, an amazing That's
0: thing. It
5: really is.
0: <laughs> yes. That's a gift in itself, Gay.
6: Thank
2: you. You know I'm all about inclusion because when you've been excluded. It's horrible. When you've been been on the other side of whatever, Mm -hmm. you totally swing back the pendulum the other way because I never want to have anyone feel the way they've, what I allowed them to make me feel because you can only give somebody permission. You give people permission to treat you to behave poorly to and that is about the work that you have to do for yourself because we are all as you said ellie beautiful souls we are all unique we are here for a purpose there is no one to sit there and squash us down and if anyone is here right now thinking despondent about stuff you know brush yourself off Say I, I am love. I love me. Because it starts with who loving yourself. And I and I keep repeating that. And I repeat it more because I need to remind myself that. Because we're all successful women in our own way. But we're also vulnerable. And we also even know how much we pump up others and we pump up ourselves when we do get knocked down. There is that little bit of self-doubt that crawls in. And I just want to tell you, you know, whenever we, any of us have self-doubt, don't sit there, don't overthink ADHD overthinker. Pick up the phone, call a friend. You know, my friends are my family. You know, just be one, be one with yourself, be one with others. And on that note, I'm going to go around the room. I want to thank you again, Ellie. You are again, a wonderful soul and an inspiration. Um, we, I know people can find you at Ellie. It's E L L E. And then another E mm-hmm. Wallace W A L L A C E.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're I'm sure you're on Facebook. Um, yeah. I'm sure you're on Instagram. I know you're on Instagram.
0: I'm horrible on social media, by the way. I know I have to work on that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about that because I think maybe both of us will hire someone to work. With. Because I, I mean, I'm, i I'm. Terrible! I
0: don't even want to post a picture of myself. It's awful. I know. I, need look, to... I
2: just post pictures of myself because and, and it's like because I have nothing else to post for Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> and you got to keep you've got to keep the social media going. Uh, um, but, um, but I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for um, between being on between the sheets. It, it's an honor to have you. I'd love to have you back um you know pop on anytime like when you're available just call me we're on the first and third friday of every month yes that was a plug um here at, here on the united
3: broadcast there at
2: 7 p.m pacific
3: um cara um yes i'm cara noble on facebook so you can see i've had a, made a selection of tables recently but i'm also I, I i know that you remember i think um kim was on the show when we had jonathan asley on the show and, and he wrote a book called um And what the heck is self-love anyway? So, And I'm narrating it right now. And it's a really great Mm. little book with many of the messages that Al gave us today. Mm. Um, I'm on chapter 10. So that's what I'm up to this week.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, Cheryl Murphy.
5: You guys, uh, my website is mediumcheryl.com my Facebook page at medium Cheryl, same with Instagram, medium Cheryl. So yeah, always find out what I'm up to. I'm, I'm on Facebook a lot right now. So I'd love to see you all there.
1: Thank you, Cheryl. Durga. Uh, Durga McBroom. Uh, You can find me on my personal page on Facebook, my fan page on Facebook on Instagram. It's Durga Diva. Uh, Twitter is at Mrs. Durga McBroom. Uh, And also on Facebook, look for the McBroom Sisters Facebook page where you can find a link to Black Floyd, which is the album that my sister and I released in the last couple of months that features some Pink Floyd covers and some originals written with some of the members of the touring band. Wonderful. Do that now.
2: And Kimberly Sanchez.
6: Hey, y'all. So what I'm doing is I'm building, building, building my catering company is sweet dixie kitchen and there's underscores there um but yeah i am actually not anywhere so, so boring. <laughs> let you know next time
2: <laughs> um and ellie once again i know people could find you on the website but do you have your uh, your your uh, handles on um on whatever wherever media you want
0: it's just at and it's my name, E-L-L-E-E-Wallace. That's it, at L-E-Wallace, and just, you'll find me.
2: Well, I didn't wanna make it about me, but I'm just really quick before we leave. I, I, I studied with Uta Hagen as well. Oh, you did, um, okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, as you were saying your past, well, that's why we have to talk online because okay. there's a lot, uh, very similar. I mean, I, obviously I must, I know I'm 10 years older than you, for sure. At least I could be more. <laughs> Um, but we had parallel paths so I, I want to hook up with you later and not tonight obviously but at some point but again I want to thank Tony or Christian whoever's working the boards everyone between the sheets podcast I am so thankful and grateful and in gratitude yeah. uh, the, the abundance of, of, of just love and joy that even through the zoom you know mm-hmm. we're it's like sort of like this energy passing back and forth like this rubber band so I thank you for watching I completely just appreciate you and um first and third friday of every month QTE brat on instagram um between the sheets podcast i got my first covid shot i hope the second one i don't okay. guess um but in any event please be well love each other i know it's all this yeah. stuff but i truly mean it love each other there is a light believe in yourself <laughs> love yourself and as always my friends thank you namaste
0: namaste, namaste. Bye, gay. Okay. Love you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Ellie. Coming, Ellie. Good to see you, Ellie.